CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Marshall. How many times have you heard it said, off with the old love, on with the new? Does this mean that love is like a cloak to be donned and discarded at one's pleasure or whim or fancy? Is it that easy or even that simple? Can one ever really be finished with an old love? Whatever became of that statement people used to make, till death do us part. But I didn't kill her, Anne. You were in the apartment. Yes. Your fingerprints are all over the place. I admit that. You were seen running away just after the shot was heard. I don't deny that. But you've got to believe me. I'm innocent. Our mystery drama, We Meet Again, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars... Terry Keene. It is sponsored in part by True Value Hardware Stores and Buick Motor Division. I'll be back shortly with Act One. It is said that woman loves only her very first sweetheart. When she falls in love again, she falls in love with love itself. That's the marvelous thing about love, isn't it? Everyone's an authority on the subject. And why not? Is there anyone within the sound of my voice who has not been in love at least once? Well, if you haven't, what are you waiting for? But before you do, listen first to our tale of love and death. Dozed off. I was listening to the radio. Dozed off? You were sawing wood pretty good there. Mm. Yeah, I guess I was. Let me turn that thing off. What time is it? Quarter after 12. You mean it's past midnight? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, are you hungry? I'm starved. Where'd you have dinner? I didn't. Harry. Listen, I know it's late, but could I have a steak? A steak? Mm. Oh, all right. Let's go in the kitchen. Okay. And we cracked it. You did? Yep, it's over. Oh, Harry, that's wonderful. <laughs> Finally. Oh, I'm wide awake now. Tell me, I want to hear everything. Well, we got him. We? Who's we? Who brought him in? I did. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, Harry, it's poetic justice. You've been on this thing night and day for almost three months. Yeah, well, so have a lot of other men in the department. We haven't gone anywhere, done anything, all on account of this, this, this killer. So, so how did you do it? What magic clue? What great flash of insight? Well, you know, the only way I ever get results, wear out the shoe leather, talk to a thousand people. Well, I was running down a routine lead. I walked into this place, and there he was. Just like that? Just like that. And what time was this? Exactly 7 p.m. And you didn't call me? Well, honey, there wasn't a minute. 
I had to book them, and I had to write up the report. The commissioner came running down to say, fine job, Detective Kovacs. <laughs> then the mayor, the DA, the reporters, the TV cameraman. It was on TV? Yeah, I guess it must have been on the 11 o'clock news. Every night I always watch it. This one time I fall asleep and I miss it. <laughs> oh. Boy, am I glad this is over. Hey, what are you making there? A cheese sandwich. You want a glass of milk, too? What happened to my steak? It will keep you awake. Yeah, you know, you're right. I'm dead on my feet. I don't even think I can make it through the sandwich. All right, don't even try. Just drink some of the milk. You know, I've been getting by with maybe three, four hours sleep a night. I can hardly keep my eyes open. I'm, I'm going to just fall into bed. Yeah, you can tell me all about it in the morning. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Night. I'll be right in. I just want to put these few things away. Who can this be? Just a minute. Hi, Annie. Is Harry home? Uh, come on in. He just got in. I think he's dead to the world. Oh, that's good. Uh, are you sure Harry's asleep? Uh, Dick, what's all this about? Just make sure Harry's asleep, will you? But what are you... Do f- it. Uh. All right, he's asleep. He didn't even take off his clothes. Just threw himself on the bed. Now, Dick, what are you doing here? Well, I figured... Maybe you wanted to talk about what happened tonight. What happened tonight? Yeah, maybe I'm a little tired. I just don't seem to understand. What? You, well, hey, you mean you don't know that Harry cracked what can only be considered the murder case of the year? He said something about it, but... You haven't seen the TV? You haven't heard the radio? No. Then you don't know who the killer is? Should I know who the killer is? Would you get to the point? I, uh, I got the morning paper here. It... Hit the streets about ten minutes ago. You'd better look at it. That headline, arrest made in movie star murder. Yeah, keep reading. District attorney praises brilliant investigative action by Detective Harry Kovacs. Oh, Dick, he never had his name in the papers like this before. Get on to the next paragraph. All right. Jeffrey Parker Jr. was arrested early last evening for the murder of Carrie Drake, the internationally famed... Jeffrey Parker? Yes, Anne. Jeff. No. It couldn't be Jeffrey. Why do you say that? Because. Because. Turn to page four and look at the picture. He hasn't changed a bit. Ten years, has he? It's impossible. Jeff, a murderer? I refuse to believe it. Well, read the article. They got him. They really got him nailed. I don't care what it says. I just can't believe it. Well, whether you believe it or not isn't your problem. My problem? I came here because I figured you might... Well, you you might want to have a little talk with your uh, big brother. Oh, Dick. What am I going to do? Does Harry know that you were once engaged to Jeff? Hmm? No. I never even mentioned his name. That was all over when I met Harry. Well, that raises the question. Do you think you should tell Harry? Should I? Uh, all right. All right, I know you. You've already figured out what you think I should do. I don't think you should tell him. Suppose he finds out. How is he going to find out? Harry's name is in the paper, and so is Jeff's. There could be people who might remember that I once dated Jeff. That was ten years ago. Who remembers? I don't know. 
I've been a policeman's wife for eight years now. I've learned there are many weird, offbeat people in this world, people who seemingly have nothing else to do but remember the most remote, trivial details. Somebody always comes up with something. Well, suppose somebody does. I... I think the best thing is to tell the truth. Oh, it sounds right. But the truth is not the best thing in every situation. Dick, how can you... Especially if the truth is unpleasant. But, Lonnie, suppose you tell Harry the truth. He'll accept it. But beneath that very quiet exterior, what is he going to be thinking? She was engaged to him, and that means she once loved him, and does she still love him? I don't, I don't think Harry would... He might. So what's to be gained by telling him, huh? Harry is happy and secure in the knowledge of your love for him. Now you just, well, I guess you could say, uh, you just poisoned the well. Now, now, of course, there is another problem. What are you saying? Are, uh, are you still in love with Jeffrey? Dick! That's not an answer. Are you? No! That's a quick answer. But remember, I was around the house when that love affair was on fire. But it came to an end. I walked out on him. Well, you say that so calmly now, but I remember how it was. It's over, Dick. Over. It's dead. Then keep quiet. Don't bring it back to life. sleep so long, Anne. I was due downtown three hours ago. Well, I didn't have the heart to wake you. But you should have. I called Lieutenant Jordan at the precinct. He said it's all right. But it's not all right. We're shorthanded. We got two men on vacation, three out sick. You haven't even told me how it happened. <sighs> Am I going to be the last to know? No, honey, you know most of it already. There she was, Carrie Drake, the beautiful, sexy dream girl herself. Well... The doorman noticed this fellow hanging around the apartment building. Later on, a shot was heard. They noticed the very same guy come out. You're sure about this? Oh, yeah, yeah. He got into a foreign car parked up the block and took off. What does that mean? He killed her just because he was hanging around the building? How can you be sure he was in her apartment? Honey, we know that. They even had a drink together. His fingerprints were on the glass. He left a cigarette lighter behind with the initial J on it. Now, those were the clues. A cigarette lighter with the initial J and a foreign car, no license number, no idea what car, just it looked like a foreign sports car. But Harry... I... Yeah. Oh, nothing. Nothing. So, what did I do? I made the rounds of every foreign car dealer in the area. Do you remember selling a car to a guy who looks like, and I gave him the description, see? He has a first or a last name beginning with a J. Finally, I walk into this dealership way uptown, you see... And there he is. He's working there as a salesman. Talk about luck. It's the kind of luck you make, Harry. In my spare time, ha-ha, I'd been checking registrations at the Motor Vehicle Bureau. Now, I started calling on every foreign car owner had an initial J. There were thousands. Now, I had this feeling I'd be spending the rest of my life on this case. I just wish I could be like those brilliant detectives you see on the screen. You know, they generally get a bright idea, bag their man inside of an hour. How do they do that? Harry, isn't that all circumstantial evidence? Honey, most evidence is circumstantial. In a sense that in most murders, there are no eyewitnesses to the actual killing. Well, how do you feel about it? How do I feel about it? Do you think this man, this Jeff Parker, is guilty? Oh, honey, a woman was murdered. 
Now, we know a man was in her apartment at the time of her death. The doorman and a resident of the building who were in the lobby gave us a description of this guy. Now, it was my job to find him. I did. That's all. That's all? Yeah, that's all. I asked you if you thought he was guilty. Well, now, that's for a jury but to decide. But what do you think? Well, I, I think he's guilty. And why do you keep pressing me on it? Is there a chance? I mean, just a chance that he could be innocent. And... This isn't my first homicide investigation. And this Parker guy isn't the first one I ever brought in. But this is the first time I've ever seen you so upset about it. And I only have an hour for lunch, and you haven't even started the talk. I, I can't help feeling responsible for Jeff Parker. Responsible? That is ridiculous. When I broke our engagement, it was a terrible setback for him. So maybe I helped push him down the road that ended where it did. He was always unstable, so that's why you broke it off with him, remember? I remember. But murder, I can't believe murder. Maybe you maybe you just don't want to believe it. Jeff couldn't kill anyone. He's not that kind. I have this feeling. Don't ask me what it is. Uh, I hope you're not still in love with him. I am in love with Harry. That's why I married him. When you met Harry, who certainly wasn't your type... Plain plotting, Harry. I ask you if you didn't marry him on the rebound. Oh, please, Jack. I really... You have to straighten it out in your mind. You have to know where you stand. I've been reading the papers all week. All kinds of experts and psychologists have an opinion about Jeff. But you know what I don't see? Well? I don't see anyone on Jeff's side. How alone he is. If he had any friends, I mean, they, they, they've all abandoned him. And what's the use of all this? I know he's innocent. How do you know? It is just a feeling. And I have to do something about it. Now, please don't ask me what. I just know I have to do something. Anne seems to be a woman who has finally made up her mind to do something. Even if she isn't quite sure what that something is. But the larger question, which at this point remains unanswered, is... Is she still in love with her ex-fiancé? And is any love affair ever really completely over? These will form the complications of Act Two. Is it true that the first love will last, in some way at least, forever? And when it's gone... Are we convinced that it's dead? But is it only asleep? Who knows? And why do we bring it up here? Well, psychologists tell us that love, or the lack of it, is the motivating force for all human action. Are we about to witness an example of that right now? Oh, come in, Anne. Good morning, Lieutenant Jordan. Now sit down. I hope I'm not disturbing you. Oh, how often do I get a chance to talk with a pretty woman here at headquarters? Oh, Harry's out. He's off and running on another murder. Well, I haven't come here to see Harry. I want to see you. Uh, uh, you're going to chew me out for working Harry so hard. Uh, but, Anne, it's the nature of the man. He loves his job. Could... Could you arrange for me to see Jeffrey Parker? I... I beg your pardon. Could you arrange for me to... Could I heard you. I just don't understand... Can I tell you something in confidence? 
I don't want Harry to know. Then, Anne, I'm not sure I should... Ten years ago, Jeffrey Parker and I were engaged. Well, I'm not going to ask the obvious question. I am very sure I am no longer in love with him, but I believe that he's innocent. I'm very much afraid he's guilty. I know how it looks. It's just that I want to tell him that I still believe in him. Lieutenant, he is so alone. I just want him to hear one voice say, I believe you. Let him know that one other human being is on his side. Now, can you arrange it for me, Lieutenant? Well, well, I can arrange it for you. Hello, Jeff. Anne. Anne, you shouldn't be here. Why not? Well, if the reporters find out, they won't let you alone. No one's going to find out. Well, you shouldn't have come anyhow. Why run the risk of getting mixed up in this? I I hear you're married. Is it true? It's true. I'll bet he's a wonderful guy. Yes, he is. His name is Harry Kovacs. Well, that, that's the name of the detective who brought me in. He's my husband. Oh, Anne, get out of here. Can you imagine what the newspapers would do with this? Yes, I want to help you. Oh, no one can help me. Answer one question. Did you kill Carrie Drake? No. How did you get into it? How did they get this case against you? You know me. If there's trouble anywhere within half a million miles, it'll find me. Well, could the description be wrong? Another man, maybe? And I was there. I was in the apartment. Well, what, what were you doing there? I was... Oh, I was trying to sell her a car. I'm a car salesman now. What happened to the plans to go back to school and get the engineering degree? Hmm? Yeah. What happened to the painting and the writing? And Well, I must have held down 20 jobs in the last 10 years. But, Anne, this one, this one finally looked like my big chance. It's a new British car, the, the, the Stanhope Royal. It's absolutely fantastic. There's nothing like it on wheels. I figured it would be terrific publicity if Carrie Drake would drive one. And? Problem how to get to see her. Oh, these stars, celebrities, they're surrounded by managers and agents. Well, you can't get near them. But evidently you did get to her. Well, I wasn't going to let anything stop me. I went to her apartment. The doorman was tough, but I waited for my chance, and I sneaked in. All right, you got past the doorman, but how did you think you could get into her apartment? Well, I, I figured I'd talk fast, turn on the patented Jeff Parker charm, and, well, just take it from there. And it worked. I knocked on the door. She opened it and said, Hello. I want to sell you a car. My manager buys all my cars. A, a, a car is too intimate a thing. You can't trust it to your manager or any other man for that matter. Why is that? A car is a covering. It surrounds you and supports you. It holds you and caresses you with its softness and luxury. You have a wonderful line. Buy me a drink inside and you can hear the rest of it. And what happened? She offered me a drink, which is how my fingerprints got on the glass. And she as good as bought the car. What do you mean, as good as? Well, she only had to check with her manager to see if maybe there was a conflict with any of her TV sponsors. And I was to call her the next day. We well, spent a little more time together, and and I left. Oh. I 
did something that I thought was very clever, except, like all my bright ideas, it turned out to be a disaster. I deliberately left my cigarette lighter there. Why? Well, the idea was I would have an excuse to call her. Later. Now, how's that for putting my head in the noose, huh? But when you left her, she was alive. I swear. Well, I didn't want to tangle with that doorman, so I... I used the fire stairway. You know, I think I heard a noise. What kind of noise? Well, I thought it was a car backfiring down the street. Anyhow, the doorman spotted me coming out the service entrance. I got out of there fast. My car was parked up the street. I took off. You probably heard the shot that killed her. Yeah, someone must have come in right after I left. Anne, I'm impulsive. I'm I'm kind of crazy, but come on, kill somebody? I know, I know. Things might have been so different if I'd listened to you years ago. But I didn't. Anne, you've got to believe me. I'm innocent. I believe it, Jim. I believe it. Harry? Hmm? more sauce? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's very good, thanks. Harry? Hmm? How did Jeff Parker kill Carrie Drake? He shot her with a twenty-five caliber pistol. But they didn't find the gun in Parker's possession, did they? Well, he probably dumped it off somewhere. But why should he have killed her? He claims he went there to sell a car. Now, honey, that may have been his original intention, but she must have caught him stealing. Stealing what? Well, there was a very valuable diamond bracelet on the sideboard. The maid remembers it was there when she left, which was just before Jeff Parker arrived. Now the bracelet is gone. What happened, he probably tried to slip it in his pocket. She caught him, and he had to kill it to get out of there. Was the bracelet found in his possession? Oh, no, no. That's probably well hidden. Well, it seems to me only a criminal would steal her jewelry. Oh, and he's got a police record. He has? Oh, yeah, yeah. Eight, nine years ago, he was up on assault. Now, true, the guy tried to cheat him out of some money, but it shows you his temper. And there was a bad check charge, but it never got anywhere. And he was in on a phony stock swindle, but that got hushed up. Well, none of that proves he's a murderer. Honey, what do you say we're taking a movie tonight, huh? Is there anyone who had a motive for killing Carrie Drake? Anne, show me any prominent person, and there are no end of people who could have motives. Well, who, for instance, would have a motive for killing Carrie Drake? Oh, you don't know how I've been through this whole thing. Number one... Mm. Mrs. Wendy Halstead, wife of a prominent filmmaker who fell for Carrie. Now, Mrs. Halstead was heard making threats to Ed Riney, the producer. Sunk a fortune into a Broadway play for her. She walked out on him. He went bankrupt. Number three, her fiancé, Paul Jennings. The word was out she was ready to give him the air. So there are other people. Yeah, yeah, sure. But none of them were seen coming out of the apartment building. And what do you say we go to that movie, huh? Harry? What? I believe Jeff Parker is innocent. You do? Yes. Well, I don't want to talk about it anymore. He'll have his day in court. Harry, I know he's innocent. Is that a fact? How do you know? I know because he told me. He told you? How could he tell you? I spoke with him this morning. I paid him a visit in his cell. Now, the reason I did was because... Because long before you and I met, Jeff Parker and I were engaged. We were in love. I guess we thought we were, but 
I realized it could never work because the very last thing Jeff wanted was a home and stability, and that was the very first thing that I wanted. I see. And you believe him? Yes, I do. Huh? Has he, uh, told you anything he hasn't told us? No. Huh. Well, he needs a better story than the one he has now. But it's a true story. Harry, will you help him? Yeah. How? Well, I'll just assume we don't have the killer and start looking all over again on my spare time. I'm off tomorrow. I'll go see him first thing in the morning. Thank you, Harry. No, no, that's not the way to do it. I'll go down there right now. I've got the coffee pot on the stove. Did you speak to him? Yeah. And? And he keeps repeating the same story. He's not going to be much help. I'll just have to dig into some of the other people who may have had motive. How about her fiancé, Paul Jennings? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll see about him in the morning. Harry? What? Won't you have some coffee with me? No, I'm tired. I think I'll turn in. Yes, Lieutenant. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Okay, I'll be there. It was Lieutenant Jordan. They need help on the Leggett murder. I have to report to Inspector Dolan. Oh. Yeah, Jordan's let me loose for the Jeff Parker thing for three whole days, but now he has to justify it officially. That means you won't be able to do anything more for Jeff. Well, honey, I've gone as far as I could. The Solstead woman, the producer, the fiancé, I can't get a thing on anyone. Well, maybe the killer was somebody she didn't know. No, I, I went through that, too, even though it wasn't likely. Why wasn't it? She was wearing a diamond ring, honey. Why didn't the thief take that, too? Why just the bracelet? And there was cash in the house and an expensive watch. Just doesn't make sense. But I stayed with it. I checked the pawn shops. Now, if a thief had done it, what did he do with the bracelet? I got nowhere. Harry, I know it looks bad for Jeff. Honey, I'm afraid the time has come for you to face the facts. Jeff Parker is guilty. Anne, I told you the story, and I told your husband the story, and... Oh, what's the use? Tell it to me again. When you walked into my cell, I thought, Oh, Lord, she does love me. After all these years, she still loves me. But you don't. You never really did. And I understand it now. What's the difference? None. But you don't have to feel guilty either. I don't feel guilty. Yes, you do. You think if we'd been married, you'd... You'd have given me a sense of responsibility. But it wouldn't have worked. Jeff, I believe you're innocent. Give it up, Anne. You can't help me. You'll only hurt yourself. Besides, Harry doesn't like it. He... He thinks you're still in love with me. You didn't kill her, but someone else did. Someone who came just as you left. Now, did you see anyone? No. Did you hear anyone? Oh, what's the use? We've been through it over and over again. We have to keep going over it. Anne, I'm tired. I can't even think. You always did give up easily, didn't you? Now, come on. Let's go through it from the beginning again. You knocked on the door. She opened it. And she said, come on, go ahead. Tell me what she said. I told you a thousand times what she said. Tell it again. Okay. Okay. She said... Hello, darling. Oh. Well, how are you, darling? 
May I come in? Whatever for? I want to sell you a car. Wait. Wait, that's not the way you told me the story before. Well, it is. If we had a tape recorder, you'd see. It's word for word. You opened the door and she said, Hello, darling. That's what I keep telling you. But you didn't say she said it with a tone of surprise in her voice, as if... as if she were expecting somebody else. She was waiting for somebody else. And when she heard you at the door, she thought you were that somebody. And there's only one person that somebody else can be. I see it now. What does she see? So far, she doesn't have any fact which isn't also in your possession. Well, check back over the facts and inferences that have been made so far, and we'll compare notes when I return with Act Three. According to Thoreau, any man who is more right than his neighbors constitutes a majority of one. Well, that's fine, uplifting theory. Unfortunately, it has nothing to do with the realities of life. In actuality, those who usually constitute a majority of one generally are in for some very tough sledding. Suppose she was expecting someone to call on her. And? Jeff tells me she opened the door and said, Hello, darling, as if she were expecting someone else. And I know who it was. Yeah, who? Her fiancé, Paul Jennings. Why? Because she said darling. Oh, Ann, look, theatrical people call everybody darling. That doesn't mean a thing. It's a lead. She was waiting for someone. You admit Paul Jennings had a motive. She was about to leave him. Well, we really can't prove it. The basis for the thing is in the gossip column. But she was expecting him. You know, you keep saying that. Because Jeff says she seemed surprised when she opened the door. It makes sense to me. Well, I don't see that as a startling new development. So, in other words, you're satisfied with the way things are now. Satisfied? It's all wrapped up in a neat little package, and since everybody's on board, why rock the boat, huh? And do you know what you're saying? I say you've got the wrong man. And I'm going to solve it. Solve what? This murder. And I'm going to do what you say you always do. I'm going to wear out some shoe leather. sister. Oh, Dick, you caught me as I was leaving. Well, aren't you going to ask me in? I've got a tremendous lead. Well, I'll come in anyway. Dick, I really don't have the time. I know, I know. Well, you don't have the time for anybody. Now, get off it, Anne. I ran into Harry downtown yesterday. He isn't very happy. Well, I- I'm sorry. Look, I believe Jeff is innocent. I am not in love with him any longer. Just seeing him again was all I needed to convince me. Well, you'll have to let events or nature or whatever take their course. But he is not guilty. You have no way to prove it. And you lose Harry. Now, he is a very patient guy. But don't push him too far. I have learned a great deal about Carrie Drake. I think I could write a book on her life and loves. Did you learn anything that could take Jeff off the hook? Nothing just got one more place to go. Yes? Where's that? The maid. Her name is Lottie Jackson. 
some questions I'd like to ask her. What do you mean, you'd like to ask her? Why should she talk to you? Who are you? I'll, I'll tell her some kind of story. But she has already spoken to the police. I know. And end it. Now. Before you get hurt. Only I could prove, somehow prove, that Carrie Drake was expecting someone when Jeff rang that bell. Yes? Oh, uh, are you Mrs. Lottie Jackson? That's me. Uh, I'm a reporter. Could I talk to you? Well, I don't know. The man from the Daily Express bought my life story. And he said I couldn't say a word to any other reporters. I signed some kind of paper or something. Oh, well, naturally, I would respect that agreement. I cleaned for Miss Drake for 20 years. I come to work for her when she got her first Broadway job. Mm. Only 18 she was. I got so much publicity when she got killed. I even went on the TV. I know. I saw you. Like I said, I got this contract with this other paper, so I can't sell you a story. Well, I'm thinking of uh, uh, writing a book. You're going to offer me some money? Why don't we talk for a few minutes and see what you know? I know everything. Come on in. Now, the day she was killed... And this was just after you left. Was she expecting anybody? The cops kept asking me that. Not that I know of. You sure? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Look, you're going to write a book? I got an angle for you. You have? Yeah. There's something I'd like to see written about her, so I'll give you this for nothing. I'm sure that's very Guys used to load her down with jewels. I remember reading about it. But that stuff didn't really mean a thing to her. No? She was rich. I mean, she was born rich. Her old man owned half the oil in Texas. She said to me one day, Lottie, what are diamonds? Rocks that come out of the ground. And so when she broke off with a guy, she always gave him back the jewels he'd given her. Well, I never read about that. You said that... When you left, she had a diamond bracelet on the sideboard. That's the one that must have cost 20 grand at least. Had she planned to wear it? As far as I know, she never wore it. She hardly ever wore any jewels. That was the big joke. She had all these rocks, and she kept them in a vault. All of them? Every single one of them. Well, then for this bracelet to have been out on the sideboard, she would have had to take it out of the vault. Is that right? Uh Uh-huh. Tell me, uh, there were rumors that she was going to uh, break up with her fiancé, Paul Jennings. I heard about that. Would you know if it was true? Wait a minute. Of course she was. Sure he was through. He was all through. I should have known. How should you have known? The bracelet. Why would it be there? Why would she have gotten it out of the vault? She was planning to give it back to him and say, bye-bye, Paul. Take your bracelet and... Hey, hey, lady, where are you going? What got into her? Harry, did you ever ask yourself what an expensive bracelet was doing on the sideboard? It was ready to be given back to Paul Jennings. And and we don't know that. It's an inference. Paul Jennings was angry. He didn't intend to be brushed off. She had sent for him. She heard the doorbell, and she assumed it was Paul Jennings when she said, Hello, darling. And you're right about one thing. Mm. She could say darling without meaning it. Mm. 
Well, he killed her, and he took the bracelet. It belonged to him. Anne, Anne, none of this is evidence. It makes sense to me. I'll tell you what makes sense. You're determined to have someone else face the final music for Carrie Drake's murder. Who? That doesn't bother you as long as it isn't Jeff Park. I believe Jeff is innocent. The only reason you can believe that is because you're still in love with him. I never was in love with you him. You were engaged, That boy. was a mistake. Yeah, as long as you're admitting to mistakes, you married me. Was that a mistake? Oh, Harry. I married you because I love you. Oh, come on now. Lie to me, but don't lie to yourself. I have no illusions about myself. I'm just a plain, ordinary detective. Harry, I love you. I don't love Jeff. Before this, I hadn't thought about him in years. Then why are you doing this to both of us? What is he to He's you? He's a loose end in my life, and I've got to tie it off somehow. And I won't rest until I can prove he's innocent. Yeah, but how? There's proof that Paul Jennings is guilty. And I know where to get it. Uh, hello, is this the Royal Arms Hotel? Uh, I'm calling from the Princess Theater, uh, where Mr. Paul Jennings is in rehearsal. He left a copy of some script revisions in his apartment. We're sending a lady over to get them. Would you let her in, please? Thank you. Well, hello. What are you doing here at my apartment? I, uh, I was just leaving, Mr. Jennings. Mm -hmm. Well, you don't look like a burglar. <laughs> well, I'm not, really. You've been ransacking the place. You find anything valuable? Hmm? If you did, I'll split it with you. Well, I, uh, I made a mistake, obviously, so why don't I just leave? Uh, I am afraid not. We have a very permissive society, but I won't be part of it. Now, you'll have to tell your story to the police. Look, I was never in any kind of trouble. Well, this then will be good for you. The lesson. Uh, this is Paul Jennings in apartment 11A. Have the police come here at once. Time we put our foot down on all this crime. I see now why she threw you over. Oh, who threw me over? Carrie Drake. How could she put up with you? But what are you talking about? Why do you say she threw me over? How do you know? I read about it in one of the columns. Wait. You were looking for some... Open your bag. I really didn't find any... Open your bag. That gun. It's the gun you used to kill Carrie Drake. And the bracelet you took from her apartment. Give me that bag. Oh, no. I have got the gun. If you take one step toward me, I'll... You'll what? I'll shoot. And I'm not joking. Go ahead. I'm warning you. But it doesn't work. It's empty, you idiot. Now give me the no. gun. No. Oh, the bag. Let go of me. No. Let You're go finished. Of me. You were... Visiting me. Oh. You were leaning out the window. No. And... You can't do it. You see, it's the police. You sent the police yourself. Help! Help up here! She's trying to kill me! Well, at least we kept it in the family. Harry? Yeah. I'm sorry. Fortunately, the patrolman walked in and I had the evidence. No, it's all right. What I wanted to do was phone you and have you get over there so it could be your arrest. Oh, it's all right, I tell you. Is it, Harry? Is it really all right? 
Well, of course, down at the squad room, the guys are going to say, aha, so that's who breaks all your cases. Well, I learned it from you. The absolute attention to detail. Right. Well, Jeff will be free now. Yes. Oh, Harry. You know, I told you I never thought about Jeff, and that wasn't true. I used to think about him once in a while, but, you know, I don't think about him anymore. You don't? Nope. He's gone, and he's forgotten. Let's go to the movies. All's well that ends well, as Mr. Shakespeare tells us. But the problem is, when and what is the end? Do we sometimes confuse the end with just a hiatus, a pause? Out of sight may mean out of mind. But out of which part of the mind? Perhaps only the conscious. Who knows what still stirs underneath? I shall return with a partial answer shortly. Loves of all kinds. Is it true that we may love many times? Or is love, like its companion death, something we may only know once? Of course, there are people who will deny that, too. They will say that love and death can come more than just once. If you listen to us seven times each week, you can hear all about it. Our cast included Terry Keene, Larry Haynes, Earl Hammond, Catherine Byers, and Lloyd Batista. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.